to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just saying no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! Bienvenue le moque d'Ivise et le moche ibra. Bienvenue dans le hostery de la lutte ibre. Je m'appelle Adam. Votre hôte désigné. Et s'il vous plaît, bonjour à los historiens de lutte ibre. What? This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott. Educating the masses. One drink at a time. You didn't see that shit coming, No, did I, I did not, Adam. <laughs> well done, sir. I thought Frenchie Martin had broken through from the other side and was taking over the show. <laughs> it would have been Rene Dupree. He's more Adam's at era. Right. Good call. Yes. I, I definitely recognize that name. So, yes, that would count. Yes. Thank, thank you, online translators, for that. Uh, welcome, everyone, to Drunk Wrestling uh, History. Uh I see uh, that should be a precursor of uh, all the fun that we have planned for you for this week's episode. In the meantime, what do you guys have to drink? So I am drinking right now. I don't know if you can hear this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour my drink right now. That's the ice dropping in there. And now I'm pouring it. I hope you can hear that. I'm drinking just Jameson straight up on ice. Um, it's kind of, I didn't want to go... Well, to be honest, I just don't want to have to pee during the show, so I'm, I'm going to save the beers for the later <laughs> episodes. But right now, I'm, I'm just going with Jameson. Nice. And uh, I'm, I'm getting predictable because I kind of have a go-to drink nowadays when I'm really tearing it up for the show. And it's blackened in water, but the difference is this. And, Eddie, we've had a discussion before the show. We're not really sure if it's actually stronger or not. It certainly feels like it is. But blackened in water. But the blackened is the cask strength limited edition. And I will tell you, I'm half a drink in and already buzzed. So it's, it should be a very entertaining show. <laughs> thank you, Metallica. Yes, oh, thank really, you, Metallica. Really looking forward to it. <laughs> I've got some uh, Hank's Gourmet Root Beer. So thank you, Total Wine and More. Uh, let's see. Also, a quick reminder, head over to whatamaneuver.net so you can get your Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts. Great soft material, great quality print for on-demand. Got uh, t-shirts, hoodies, onesies. Get the uh, miniature Drunk Marks uh, started early. Uh, just check out uh, the variety over there. Really do appreciate it. Uh, and then, Eddie, you've got some information, or do we just start? No, the no, I got a couple, first? couple quick notes. Um, go, as you guys know, whenever it. we get listeners yeah. in new countries, I always want to say hi to them. So we've got a handful of downloads in Lithuania, of all places. So I would just like right. to say to our Lithuanian listener or listeners, uh, Isfikata. If I pronounce that right, it means cheers in Lithuanian. Lithuania is where um, Nikolai Volkov was actually from. Also, by the way. And um, they claimed that, what the fuck was his name? The Russian Nightmare was from Lithuania. Nikita yeah, Polov. we talked about that on the uh, last WCW episode. It didn't make any sense. Um, another quick one. I just want to say hi to a guy named, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his first name right. It's either Gallen or Galen. I don't. I want to say Gallen Fleming. Um, he hit me up on TikTok. I think it was on TikTok. And I missed the comment for like weeks. <laughs> and... Um, this dude said he found the show and he listened to like 31 episodes in four days or something like that. Oh my god! That can't be good wow. for your mental health. So I'd like to apologize or physical. I'd like to apologize <laughs> to his friends and family for any damage we've done. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I was blown away by that. So that was really cool. It's always good to get new listeners. Um, so give him a follow on Twitter. It's at Flemonade07. So it's F-L-E-M-O-N-A-D. Zero seven, and it's kind of interesting. His last name's Fleming. That's the name of the street I grew up on, and the last 
the end of his Twitter handle is seven, which is my favorite number that I have a tattoo of. Same. Right? So do you, so does Shannon, so does Carissa. It's like our it's like a inside joke it's with the four of us. Um last note, really quickly. We mentioned a few weeks ago um ABC workout and his comments or his um yeah, his um review of the show on iTunes and um we responded to him, and he actually put a new one up uh, just a few days ago. I just happened to see it today. He put, the subject was F. Brock Sode, please. I assume Sode is um, short for episode. He saved a whole th- he saved a whole three letters. Um, five stars. Sode. Respect and cheers. Thank you for the, for the explanation on past reviews for what you guys do. Five stars and keep up the great work. And seriously, F. Brock Sode, please. Cheers. So thank you for that review, ABC Workout. Um, and I, we got to think about the F rocks episode because whatever that one was, so he's the second, I think the other one was gallon Fleming said, please do that episode because one of the episodes we did a while back, I forget what it was, but we, we started burying Brock and we mentioned we were planning on doing that episode and this kind of turned into our F Brock episode, the taker streak, taker episode. streak, right? Cause we talked shit, all kinds of shit about Brock on that one. So that was where I mentioned it, but we've gotten at least two requests now to do the F Brock episode. So we'll have to, it's we'll time. have to, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think we need to have a serious talk about if we have enough material for that to be good. Uh, it'd probably be a fuck him. He ain't there. It'd probably be a good two Oh five jive. Oh, it totally would be. Absolutely. And thank you for the five star. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ed, don't forget, we have one more thing to address before we move on with the show. Oh, goddamn, I do. That was like the biggest one, and I already forgot. I was ready to get into the episode. Um, so we're specifically recording this episode first tonight because I'm going to put it up next week. Today is Friday, what, the 24th? April 24th? 23rd. 23rd. Whatever 24th. it is, so you'll be hearing this the Friday after. March, September 68th. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> so you'll be hearing this April, whatever, the day before the Kentucky Derby, next Friday. Um, yesterday we lost a legend, not a legend in wrestling who we always point out, but every once in a while we like to someone else who is legendary to fucking us anyway. Um, shock G died yesterday and Scott and I have always been huge fans of him. Like so, yes. so much that like, I mean, my catchphrase at the beginning of the show is step off. I'm doing a hump. He was also Humpty hump. Um, and I mean, that's like a 30 something year old song. So like, that's how. I've been a huge fan of Shock G, so is Scott, for 30 years. And um, he was just, to us, he was a huge legend. Oh, for sure. Dude, you have a t-shirt of him. I do. I Yeah. I, well, dude, I wore that shirt so much that it started to get holes in it, and I bought a new shirt. And I, I don't know if you remember this. You, <laughs> do you know when I bought the first one? Uh, no, I remember seeing it and popping huge for it, but I don't remember when I that was. I bought it at the mall when we got fitted for tuxes for your wedding. Nice. Like someone else was getting fitted, so I went into Hot Topic and I saw the Humpty Hump shirt and I bought it. And I wore it for years and people would always comment. It was the, out of all the shirts I've ever had. That's the one I've gotten the most comments on. And when it was just worn out and fucked, I bought a new one. So um, we're going to do, uh, well, I'm doing a shot. I'm going to pour a shot right now. Scott's doing, I guess, a well, drink a, sh- I'm gonna take drink a, a shot worth out of that glass. Yes. So we're doing a shot to Shock G. R.I.P. Humpty. Salud. Rest in paradise. All right, Adam. Ugh. Speaks. Oh, God. It burns. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> All right, let's get into the show, Adam. All right. So uh, this uh, this week's episode, we're taking it back to the year of our Lord, 1997. Uh, probably go over some events leading up to it and some aftermath that occurred in uh, Survivor Series Season 11, Episode 1, the season <laughs> premiere of uh, Survivor Series in Season 11. And you can find that on the on the, on the the Pacock app. This is... Uh, How did you I pronounce mean, that, Ed? Can you, for the listeners, repeat it one more time, please? Pacock. Pacock, thank you. On the Pacock Network. Yep. This is all about the high-profile, famous, infamous, however you want to see it. It was inevitable we were going to do an episode about this. It's all about the Montreal Screwjob. So this is not an episode that I think I had on my list, but when Galen Gallen Fleming um, 
uh, left that comment on whatever fucking app it was. Now I don't remember. He asked, he said, you guys should do a Montreal Screwjob episode. And I was like, that sounds like actually a pretty cool idea. So we put this, we moved it right to the top of the list um, on his request. So that's where we came up with the idea for this. Um, I don't know. What do you, uh, where do you want to start with this? Do you want to go into the background of it? I think that would be absolutely the place right, to Right, we start. don't just go right with the match. Okay. So, Brett, I don't remember exactly, and I watched, so for the research for this, I watched the, the Dark Side of the Ring episode, and I watched the, uh, remember they put out that DVD where they interviewed both of them? I watched that too. I watched the interview part of it. Okay. Now, I don't remember exactly, I wanted to watch Wrestling with Shadows, but it's off of uh, Netflix. I couldn't find it on there anymore. N Netflix, if you will. Netflix? Yeah. And it's not on the Pacock. No, it's not on Pacock. Um, but so at some point, so Brett's contract was up. Brett had been there for a hundred years. Uh, Sean had been there almost as long. You know, Brett had a couple more years than him. But Brett's yes. contract was up. He had spoken with WCW, but didn't want to go there. You know, mostly it seemed from his side of the story, mostly out of loyalty to Vince, right? Completely loyalty to Vince, absolutely, and the WWE. Yeah, so Vince offered him a million and a half a year for twenty years, which like that's just that's insane money. That's stupid money. Like nobody would ever get that now. Only he back in nineteen ninety seven. I mean, tw a twenty year contract. That's that many figures. That's insane. Unfortunately, now they're handing it out like candy. But ninety ninety seven dollars. They're not, no, but nobody's getting a deal like that, though, for 20 years because he was only no. going to wrestle for a few more. So if he was going to get paid a million and a half for, say, 15 years to be probably an agent or something. Well, right, because Brett was already in his 40s at that deal, right? Or at least his late 30s. He's younger than you are now. Well, I'm very old. That's not <laughs> yeah. saying much. Yeah, I mean, he was at least in his late 30s. Right, and so a 20-year deal, you're right, that's absolutely unheard of. And to make that kind of money with that kind of a deal... It seemed to me like it was a no-brainer for Brett mm -hmm. to at least consider it and approach Vince, which is what he did. Because like you said, he was very loyal to the WWF and to Vince. They had been paying him for so long. Loyal dude. And Vince was like, okay, go. I can't match that. Go make your money, dude. Set yourself up for the rest of your life, which I think was great. Well, right. So eventually it got to that point where Vince, yeah, he kind of reneged on the deal. Like he made the deal and everything was going fine. And then he sort of, they were losing money. Uh, hand over dick and he just had to do something about it and you got to cut costs so yeah yeah so he but you know what it was actually really cool Vince though because he did say can you go talk to WCW like I don't know how that I don't I don't know anything about contract law but I'm sure that his contract was written up the way Mickey James's was where they could just release him when they wanted to but that I never heard any talk of that of Vince just saying we're going to let you go I heard more go see if you can get a better deal from them you think they sent Brett shit back to him in a garbage bag? <laughs> yeah, who was head of talent? By the way, head of talent relations back then. <laughs> Jr. Was he? Yeah, he might have been. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, might have been. <laughs> By the way, that reference as of this recording, twenty four hours old. Thank you. <laughs> Still relevant. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, we should start recording these Friday morning and upload them Friday <laughs> afternoon. That's the way we should do this. I'll fuck. I like day drinking better anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, let's get drunk on a Friday morning. Fuck I got it. vacation time. I get four weeks of vacation, dude. I can take plenty of Fridays off. Well, it's nice you work for a real company. Congratulations. Oh, that's true. I'll be able to put away some biscuits and gravy while recording an episode. <laughs> let's do this. So, yeah, so Vince told Brett, go see if you can get that money from WCW again. I heard a bunch of different dollar amounts. Did you ever hear any? Have you ever heard anything that seemed... Um. What's the word? Um, not decisive. But did you ever hear a, a dollar amount that seemed like it was actually legit? Uh, no, never. It just that the money WCW was going to give him, Vince couldn't match. Yeah. And essentially Vince gave him his blessing. Go ahead and go. So I've heard. And I think that's. I've heard between. I've heard different amounts between about two and five million a year. I don't know where what the real dollar amount was. I can't imagine it was five. But um, but that was a guaranteed twenty year deal, right? So even at five mil a year, you're set for the rest of your life at that point. No, 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 not the no. The WCW money wouldn't have been for twenty years. How long was his WCW? Because okay, so the WWF did have that twenty year right. deal, but what was WCW? I think it was. Um, I've heard it was somewhere between two and five million a year, and I've heard it was for a three year deal. 
So this is all stuff that... Oh, it was a three Yeah, this was okay. stuff I, I tried to look into and I couldn't find anything that seemed conclusive. That's the word I was looking for, conclusive. I'm a little drunk. Um, so I don't know, but it, w- it would have been more money faster, but less money long-term. But I mean, I'm sure it's at a certain point, it would have been, oh, WCW doesn't want you anymore. Okay, we're giving you a pay cut or you can leave. So, I mean, they did sort of have his ass up against the wall. But either way, he was getting paid huge. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I think it was great that he could have that open dialogue with Vince with, like, he wasn't trying to make WCW and WWF compete for his services. Right. He kind of gave both sides a fair shake. Like, he gave Vince every opportunity to match it. Right. And Vince was like, man, you almost have to ask, like, was Vince like, is Brett really worth it? Like, I I don't think that Vince saw Brett as, like, a top-of-the-card guy anymore. With all the talent that was on his roster, mm-hmm. you got guys like The Rock and Triple H and Mankind and Steve Austin. And like maybe it was like, and Sean, not to mention Sean, absolutely. And he's kind of like, well, fuck it, let WCW pay his ass. Right. I've got all these other guys that I can get for way less. Let's see what happens. Like you said, losing money hand over dick. Like I'm not going to pay Brett that money. So let's roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. So. This is when Brett was doing the, um, it was so great too. This is my favorite part of Brett's career when he was doing the thing where he's a heel in America and a face in Canada. Was it was crazy. so great. And nobody's ever done that as far as I know. I don't know of anyone who's ever done that. No one's definitely, definitely no one's done that since then. And I'd never heard of anyone having done it before. Um, right. The un-Americans. Oh, okay. Okay. Good call. Yep. That's true. You're right. But, but I think the key difference was like, uh, Brett came out as very pro-Canadian versus the un-Americans coming out as very un-American. Even though, like, same side of the coin, they had, like, a different approach Right, to so it. they might have been, like, de facto yeah. babyfaces in Canada, but they weren't, like, expressly babyface anywhere. So, yeah, Brett was... Brett kind of did the same thing to yeah. a different level than they did. But um, mm-hmm. it was great. So, basically what happened was... I think that was over the summer when that happened with Vince and uh, Brett. And so it gets to, okay, well, Survivor Series is coming up. You got to drop the title. You got to drop the title to Sean, which made perfect sense, right? And Brett's like, uh, no, not in Montreal. So what do you think about this, Scott? Who was, who was right? I don't think that Brett should have had the title to begin with. Really? I think that them, yeah. Uh, look, he, he wanted off taker. Yeah. Thanks to Sean. Right. And I don't think that Brett should have been champion that far into, hey, there's conversations between WCW and WWF as to who's going to retain Brett. When those conversations with WCW started, he should have dropped the title to anyone. Right. But I understand he didn't want to drop it to Sean, but the title should have been taken off of him when those conversations started. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, that's my opinion. It always has been. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I believe when he had the title, he was already when he won the title from Taker, he was already locked into a deal. I think so. Actually, I shouldn't have said summers when they started talking about it. I think it was a little after SummerSlam. Um, I misspoke on that. But um, so you had three months. You had, had three, three months. months to figure it yeah, out. Yeah. Now look. Apparently, they aren't good at learning their lesson <laughs> because they had that shit pop up with Double J in China. Right. At that event later on where Double J wasn't under contract anymore, yet he held their intercontinental title. Well, How many fucking times do you need to go through this shit? So that was a totally different thing. Um, I read JR's uh, second book recently, and he talked about that. And that was actually, I'll talk to you later about that. Like, I'm not going to get into that on this episode. Actually, that would. Well, no, I understand. There was an agreement in place, but it was verbal. Uh, Yeah, but there was also, I think I'm pretty sure JR thought his contract was up the next day. Like there, there was, I mean, it was a big fuck up. It was a mistake, you know, huge, yeah, both times, huge, I, I, but it's a completely different situation from the Sean and Brett thing. Uh, yeah. But when those conversations start to take place, like, okay, Brett has an offer on the table. He might leave, take the fucking belt off of him right there. Because now you've got a guy with your title making demands on who he's going to drop it. Right. To. I agree. That, I, that's not okay. That needs to come from up top. I agree. They could have, um, they could have done something like strip him of the belt. You know, they could have done something like, um, yes. he gets a dirty win over someone in a title match and they strip him of the belt. Cause he was a heel. Belt per, held se, up. Yes. per se suspension as consequence. There right. It didn't have to get to this point, but I think what they wanted, right. But I think the idea was they wanted to make Sean look strong by beating Brett. 
because they so okay i was gonna get to this later but do you think that they were so adamant on sean winning it because they already had tyson locked down for wrestlemania and they had that whole thing planned out Dude, you know what? As as long as it's Ooh. been since this event went down, I never even considered. I never that. did either until I started doing the research because Tyson, his first time showing up was at the Rumble '98. We were there, and he yes. was up in the box uh, with Shane. That's the first time. So as of the Rumble, he was definitely locked in for WrestleMania. I wonder if because you're only talking two months back. I wonder if right. in November they knew they had Tyson. Adam's eating. What are you eating? A bagel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, fuck it. I'm going to get my Funyuns. <laughs> um, oh, you got Funyuns? Hell yeah. I got so funions, you're only talking dude. two months before. I wonder if they already had Tyson locked in is why they were so adamant about, A, it being Sean that won it. Because remember, Brett was like, I'll drop it to Taker or Foley. But they wanted it to be Sean. And um, so I, I wonder if they had the main event planned out already. And did they not want Brett to get stripped of it or something because they wanted Sean to win it. So Sean's going, coming off a big win at Survivor Series going into... Um, WrestleMania. Right, but then here's the issue: is Brett is telling Vince, "I don't want to drop it to Sean. I especially don't want to drop it in Montreal to mm-hmm. Sean. He wanted Sean to put him over in Montreal, and then he, based on Sean putting him over in Montreal, would give him the title the next night in a match. He would drop it to him and then leave for WCW, even though he wasn't under contract. Right. Your talent should not be dictating to you whom." the title is dropping too. That comes from the top, dude. I don't give a fuck who you are. Right. The top tells you who to drop it to. But here's the thing too, to your point about Tyson, did it have to be Tyson with HBK? Like, did it have to be the way that it went down at WrestleMania 14? Did Tyson have to be in the mix with DX and all this shit? Like, that's a great point to bring up and it brings extra speculation into it. But uh, this could have all been headed off by doing like Adam said, like do a suspension, do a title hold right. up, something, but don't leave that belt on Brett if WCW is in the mix to take your heavyweight champion. Pull the fucking belt off of him ahead of this yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder it all could have been avoided. Yeah, you're totally right. Um so basically they ended up getting for weeks they were talking about how they were gonna do this and they couldn't come to it. So well what set it all off was there was a lot of legit heat. We haven't even gone into that. There was legit heat between Sean and Brett. Right, they hated each other. Yeah, they hated each other, and it was mostly because Sean was a <laughs> Sean was a fucking dick. Oh, Sean was, and he'll openly admit that now. Like he was, and an he asshole. did, and he did on that DVD and in many interviews. He's he's admitted, like, yeah, he was a complete fucking prick. And yeah, I love HBK, as you've said, he's your favorite of all time. He's my top three. Like, I love HBK, but yeah, back then he was an asshole, dude. Right, totally. Um, so, yeah, because Sean had done the... Well, they'd been in a fight backstage at one point, and they were, you know, Brett described it as two whores brawling on Bourbon Street, like pulling each other's hair out. <laughs> Which we've seen happen. <laughs> yeah. and then We've seen that live. And then there was the Sunny Days thing, right? Yes, which, they both banged Sunny. Yeah, I don't know which one was the cut. Yeah, that was... I just, Did you see the video I sent you today where Ziggler banged Sunny for seven hours? For seven yeah, hours, yeah. dude. She said it was a marathon. Yeah. The creepy bitch took a picture of him, dude. While he was sleeping. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't see that part. That was the image of the video you sent me. Was her holding her phone up with a picture of Dolph Ziggler? Oh, on it. I didn't even. Sleeping. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, creepy. Seven hours though. Good for him. Good, good for her. How the hell? Well, I, I would say good. for I've her. gone seven times, yeah. but not for seven hours. No, dude, seven hours. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, but uh, <laughs> but enough about the Ziggler screw job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Zing. so there was the sunny days thing. So like a lot of shit that happened that didn't need to happen. That just made shit worse between the two of them, mostly Sean. And so there was a thing yeah. where Brett originally agreed to put Sean over and he went and told him and he said, I just want, I just want you to know you're safe with me. I won't pull any shenanigans out there. And, and Sean said something along the lines of cool. I appreciate that, but I wouldn't do the same for you. Like, it was just an unnecessary dick move. Like, he didn't have to say that. Total asshole. You know, he could have stopped at thanks. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, in a way, with the way Sean was acting, I do kind of get where Brett was coming from. Like, fuck this prick. I've been around longer than him. I grew up in wrestling, and he didn't try to treat me like shit. You know, why should I make him look good? I get that, and I understand his reasoning, but at the same time, my opinion doesn't change. 
title changes are determined from the top down. Right. It's not your champion holding the title that gets to determine who he drops the belt to. Sure, he can have an opinion. That's great. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one and they all stink. <laughs> Brett should not have been telling Vince, this is the guy I'm dropping it to, or this isn't the guy I'm dropping it to, and that's that. His word's not final. I And look, my opinion hasn't changed in the however many years since this shit went down. Mm-hmm. Brett absolutely screwed Brett by holding that opinion of he could make the call of who he dropped the title to. Right, right. Yeah, I I have a hard time arguing with that point. You know, I think you're right. I hate saying it. I love Brett. Me too. Dude. I Me do. Too. I, I love Brett. Granted, now he's a bitter old man and he talks shit about everybody. He wants to bury everyone. So Triple H is a four but, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. Stop it. <laughs> Just uh, right off into the sunset. Stop talking. But, like, I love Brett. I, I do. But, again, your champion should not be dictating who he drops it to. Because he was telling Vince, I'll drop it to Taker. I'll drop it to Austin, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. You don't get to make that call. Right. But, again, going back, once those conversations with WCW happen, you've got to get the belt yeah, off of them. You're totally right. Because then you run into Medusa showing up on mm-hmm. Nitro, dropping the, tra- the title into a trash can. You could have Brett doing the same shit. You could have Double J doing the same thing with your IC belt. They didn't learn well in the late 90s. <laughs> That's That seems to be a running trend, right? Medusa, yeah. possibly Brett. It could have happened. Fucking Double J. Like, they constantly Warrior. themselves. Warrior held him up too once. Yes, he did, that motherfucker. Yeah, fuck him. I love Warrior, but God damn it, dude. Don't let your talent do that yeah. to you. So the story was that they were going back and forth for all this time. And um, it was Cornette, Russo, and Vince were, like, the main ones trying to sort it out. And they couldn't come up with anything. And finally, like, the, the story Cornette told was that Vince said to him, like, well, what the fuck would you do then? And Corny said, double-cross him. Which, I don't know, on, on his podcast, he explained that it wasn't a screw job. It was a double-cross and, like, I don't know, it was a lot of splitting hairs on that point. But <laughs> then on Dark Side of the Ring, Russo claims that it was his idea. To dump. Well, of course he did. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I know who I think is telling the truth, uh, but I'm not going to get into that. But it's actually pretty cool <laughs> that there's a feud between these two guys 20-something years later. Like, on Dark Side of the Ring, they're like, Cornette talks about he, he's going to piss on Russo's grave, and he wrote it, in, he wrote it into his will, and he's, got, he's given instructions for his wife and all this shit. <laughs> um but he said he got the idea from a Strangler-Lewis match in 1931 where I think it was Strangler... I, th- I, I might have who who did it was mixed up, but I think he said Strangler went out to the match and screamed to the referee that he was being bit by the other guy, and the referee looked and he had a big bite mark and he disqualified the other guy. This is back... It was a shoot at the time. And Okay. But what really happened was Strangler's trainer had bit him in the back in, in, in the back of the in the dressing room. So he went out with a bite mark on, claimed this dude put you know bit him, and uh, so that was where he says he got the idea from. So he said, "Let's do a sharpshooter because no one's going to know anything happened because it's a submission hold. So if the bell rings, you assume because this is before they were tapping too, you know, correct? Like, there were no tap outs yes. in 1997, right? So and he said like, well, what's Brett going to do? Go out and expose the business?" He's like a he's a dude from a wrestling family. He's not going to go out and tell anyone that he was supposed to win that match. <laughs> well, guess what Brett did? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you gave him way too much credit. <laughs> yeah, he went on uh, whatever that show was called on TSN. I can't think of the name of the show, but he went on there and was like, "Yeah, I was supposed to win that match." <laughs> <laughs> In case there was any doubt that it was scripted ahead of time, guys. Yeah, Brett Hart. Brett Hart of all people went out and was like, "Oh yeah, this shit's totally fake, dude." <laughs> You know the dungeon? Yeah. We we just played uh, shoots and ladders in there. Yeah. Yeah. I played D&D. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, as far as the match, it was a really good match. Um, they You didn't suspect anything. No, you didn't suspect. You knew they hated each other, but it went off up until the sharpshooter without a well, hitch. What was, it looked legit. And what was so great about it was they brawled into the crowd for probably 10 minutes at the beginning of the match, and it really felt yeah. legit because you did know, and this is like the early, early days of the internet. Like, a lot of people, were, I don't think I even had yes. a computer in 1997, but I was like, other people did, you know? 
Um, yeah, but you knew they hated each other's guts. Right, it's just the word was out there. So when they start beating the shit out of each other in the ring, and Brett was so good, um, I mean, Sean was too. It looked real. Like, you thought they were legit beating each other up. Um, right. I miss those days. <laughs> I, I really missed that back then, you know what I mean? Like where it just, I, That can happen now every once in a while, but it's a lot harder, I think, to pull that off than it was back then. Well, and look... And it was legit. Let's speak... Let's speak to the professionalism of both guys. Like, mm-hmm. they both hated each yeah. other, but they were both there to do business, and neither hurt the other. They could have, right? Because you're basically giving yourself to your opponent. Both guys did that, and both came out unhurt. So that's professional as fuck, dude. And even as much of a prick as Sean was, Sean went out there and he he didn't make Brett look bad at, at all. No, you know what I mean? Like, no, absolutely he not. Gone, professional. He could have gone out there and pulled a uh, Eva Lee and not worked with him. But he didn't do shit right. like that. You know, like they, they had right. a good, and he was like, hey, I'm going to main event on the fourth biggest pay-per-view of the year. I'm going to have a good match. And they had a killer match. There was one part, my favorite part of the match was um, some guys across from hard camera were like talking shit to uh, uh, Sean. And uh, they were acting like they were going to climb the barricade. Sean tosses Brett out of the ring right in front of him and starts beating the fuck out of Brett. Like a foot from him and taunting him. It was so good. And it was like, you knew that was like, he called that right then. You know what I mean? Like that was not oh, planned sure. or anything. It was just like, yeah. Yeah. And those, they, they were so good. Um, so long story short, everybody knows what happened. Sean gets Brett in the sharpshooter. Vince um, calls the match off. Tell, ring the fucking bell. Earl fucking. Yeah. Signals Earl. Earl dives right the fuck out of there. He had um, Dave in the back with the car running. Exactly. And got the fuck right out of there. Oh, I forgot to mention. So Vince, Sarge, and maybe Pat, maybe um, Patterson or Briscoe, they were out there the whole match. And the the premise under which they were out there was the brawl before the match. Do you think the brawl before the match was set up for that reason? So they would be out there and it would make sense? Yes, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, because I hadn't... I bu- yeah, I hadn't wa- that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I had Production element-wise, theatrical-wise, that's a legit excuse to... Yes. Yeah, I hadn't watched watched the match in years, and um, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, those guys were out there the whole time. I sort of thought um, Vince had done like a run-in, like came out there during the match or, or right before the finish and told them to ring the bell, but they were out there the whole time. So I think that brawl before was a way to get them out there, but I wonder if Brett... I've never heard of Brett was in on that and if Brett suspected when he saw them out there something was going to happen well here's here's the thing did Vince even need to be out there aside from the fact that he told Sean if we go through with this I'm going to take all the heat because Vince made it clear he signaled for Earl to call the call for the bell right so Vince didn't need to be out there that screw job could have gone down with or without him I think so so I think yeah, when Sean says Vince told me he was going to take all the heat for this, I think Sean's 100% telling the truth. I think Vince honestly believed if I'm out there and I tell Earl, ring the bell, all this shit's going to fall back on totally. me. And I don't – yes, it changed the course of wrestling history because then we got Austin and Vince McMahon. Yeah. Because Vince became the dick owner without that the happening. Character. The character, exactly. But without that happening, I don't know that that's as easy to pull off. What do you mean pull off as far as just the actual finish? Vince being the dick owner to actually walk into a feud with Austin and like, oh yeah, this guy's a total asshole. Yeah, I don't... But being that he screwed Brett, like, well, according to most fans, being that he screwed Brett, it's easier to believe he's an asshole. It definitely was, um, but I don't know that he was... I don't think his plan was necessarily to go forward being the heel um, owner of the company because... When he did that, so uh, what was it? About two weeks later, he went and did a uh, that backstage interview with Jr. With his eye yes. was all fucked up. That two part yeah. interview, like with a big fucking portrait of him. Yeah. Yep. So everything I've Hanging heard is he thought he, it was eerie. Everything I've heard is that Vince <laughs> thought he was going to come out the babyface after that. Is why he did that. That's why he showed up with the black eye. And I swear that black eye was makeup because it was way too. Oh, it probably was. I've had black eyes. You don't have a black eye for that long. You know, so I think right. he got um, a fake black eye and went on there to get sympathy as a baby face and it completely backfired. So then he was like, well, let's roll with it. And then that's what set yeah, up. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, right. Um, so <laughs> after it was over, Brett goes to the back. Um, he's, his story was he got in the shower. Vince came to see him. Taker went and told Vince, you better go fucking talk to him, motherfucker. 
you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, take your punch, Earl, get it over Earl with. split. Cornette said he didn't know that that was actually going to be the finish. He suggested it, but he didn't know that was what they went with until he saw it on the monitor. Then he ran to the car <laughs> to get out of there. <laughs> get the fuck out of Montreal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he Brett was going to get in the shower. He told Vince, you better be gone by the time I get out of the shower. He comes out, Vince is still there. And he said he's naked. He went and fucking. That's when he punched Vince. <laughs> With his dick. Is, yeah, I was like, that's like. Yeah, I was like, he should have dick slapped him. He, he come out naked. That makes a way better story. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But what, that's a funny visual though. Like, a, and it's sort of kind of from everything I've heard about it. Is Vince went in there to get punched? You know what I mean? Yeah, let him blow off the steam, take the punch, and get some respect from the from everybody else from the locker room, from the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah for whoever's whoever's left. Yeah. Um. So, do you think the it's been for, there? It, it's like the longest running conspiracy theory in wrestling. Do you? Does anyone? Do either of you think this was a fucking work? No, 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 absolutely not. No, Vince was protecting his company. Mm-hmm. I do not think this was a work because everybody's like, oh, well, Brett had such a shitty WCW career. Maybe Vince and Brett were in cahoots where Brett was going to go sink WCW. Absolutely fucking right. not. No. No, no, no. I, I Absolutely not. That did not happen. And there was a lot of fallout from this, too, because WWF lost Rick Rude. Mm-hmm. They lost the British Bulldog. Yeah. They lost Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And had Owen not been under a longer-term WWF deal, they would have lost Owen Hart, too. Well, and Owen, um, I think, wanted to leave, and Brett told him to stay put. He said, they're, he he said you're going to do better there. And I know Owen, because um, Owen died two years later, like well, like a year and a half. Two years like later. a year and a half later, like a little less than two yeah. years later. Like spring '99, I want to say April, April or not April, yeah, May, May of '99. Yeah, okay, yeah. around that. Um, Owen was planning on getting out after his contract was up. He was going to work until his yeah. his contract was up and retire. So it would have made more sense stay there where you're going to get paid more. You know, it fin- maximize your deal. Yeah, yeah, finish off your career, make as much money as you can, suck it up. Um, right. And uh, to their credit, they used Owen really well after that. Oh, I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they didn't bury him, which actually would have gotten Vince even more fucking heat. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine? You try to bury Owen Hart on the roster. <laughs> Owen Hart's losing to Flash Funk. Oh my gosh, that would have been awful. But yes, you're right. To his credit, they absolutely used Owen correctly after yeah. that. So I never thought this was a conspiracy theory. Um, no, definitely not. That never helped. I remember water back me. in the day, Lance Storm saying he thought it was until he talked to Brett about it and was immediately convinced it was legit. Um, yeah. Now, on Dark Side of the Ring, Scott Hall was saying, this is totally a work. <laughs> this is great. He's So he's watching the video of it. And in the video of it is where Brett does the WCW thing and spits in Vince's face and all that. And he was like... Yeah, we didn't even talk about that, like, after the match. Yeah. All of Brett's fucking shenanigans. Yeah, so they show it. Scott Hall's watching it. And they, Brett spits in Vince's face. And the camera immediately zooms right in on Vince. And he's like, well, look at this. This is obviously produced for TV. Um, he had a bit of a slur when he said it. Um, if we'd recorded this episode, if this was our second episode of the night, I'd have a slur too. Um, yeah. <laughs> slur a cane. <laughs> but um, he was like, yeah, look at that. Like, this is produced for TV. And then Brett did the, the WCW thing. He's like, why didn't they cut this? You know, why did they show this on TV if this was real? And I was like, oh, he's making a good fucking point, though. I went back on Pecock and watched the match. And it actually cut off before any of that. That was not on the original pay-per-view. I just thought it was because everyone had seen it a thousand times. But I'd say about 90 seconds after the conclusion of the match, that's the end of the show. Yeah, it was really quick. Sean's rocking up the aisle. anything. Yeah, Sean's getting dragged up the aisle by, um, I think, Briscoe. Maybe even less. It was Patterson. Okay, Patterson, yeah. Um, Dude, can I just point something out? When Sean is being led up the aisle, Mm -hmm. and right before he gets to curtain, he jumps up and celebrates with the title. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Once, really quickly. I fucking love yeah. that, dude. Like, if you want to solidify, solidify yourself as a heel, and you just fucking screwed over one of the biggest names in mm-hmm. wrestling, and they didn't know it was coming, and you're in their hometown, and you just took the title off yeah. that guy, and you fucking celebrate even a little bit. Oh, my God, that was the greatest heel. But you know what dude. that was? That was Daniel Bryan yelling yes after he cashed in money in the bank on Big Show. Yeah. And acting like he did something <laughs> yes, big, dude. you know what I mean? It was right. the same thing, yeah. Um, oh my god, that was fantastic. Yeah, um, Scott Hall also said he never talked to Sean or Triple H about that, and I was like, "You're full of shit, motherfucker." 
Really? Bullshit. 20 years went by. So 20, whatever that episode came out a year ago. 20, however many years went by and you never talked to Sean about that. Oh, I just never. There's no way. I never thought to ask him about that. <laughs> no, come Please. on. I'm not buying that shit. Yeah, I think Scott Hall pulled that angle just to get on the TV show, to be honest. Yeah, I have an opinion. You know what I, mean? I have a lot to say about this. Please put me on your show, A and E or right. Vice, whatever the channel is. Yeah, and look, here's the thing too: is like we talked about the fallout, all those names that left. Rick Rude mm-hmm. is part of a very historic moment in the Monday Night Wars. First guy ever to be on both oh. shows on the same night. Yeah, and. Bret Hart went on to have a very lackluster WCW career, I would say. Very decorated in WCW. Right. But the way he was introduced during that Hogan and Sting match, kind of They garbage. brought him in as a referee, right? Wasn't his first thing being a guest referee for a match? Yeah, it was like an enforcer, an enforcer. or some such shit. Because he yeah. was Tyson. He was Tyson. Yeah. Right. Ah. Right. Now, he did have that amazing match with Benoit the night that Owen died. That was incredible. Right. And they put a lot of titles on him. I'll always remember Brett from WCW as having the cookie sheet on his chest when Goldberg, Goldberg speared, speared him. him. Yeah. Right. That was probably the best thing he did in WCW, but very lackluster compared to his WWF run and not notable. And I think that's really where the conspiracy theory comes from is like people expected so much from Brett when he hit the WCW roster and they didn't get it. And they're like, well, fuck. Was he in cahoots with like? Did Vince send him there to sink the ship? Well, that's how. F- and I can. S- that's how bad WCW was. That they, they were so yes, bad. It had that nothing to do with. Brett. They were so bad that there was a conspiracy theory about them being uh, like infiltrated. Right. Let's not talk about your watered down versions of the NWO red and white and black. Like right. that was fucking garbage. Like it had nothing to do with that. Of course, it was all Brett. Absolutely not. I've never put any kind of weight into that conspiracy theory. Ever. Yeah, me either. It was just, yeah, Vince, I think, saw his talent pool and was like, okay, maybe four or five years ago, I'm going to work a little harder to keep mm-hmm. Brett on my roster. Mm-hmm. But now I see who I've got. There's this kid named The Rock that might be a big deal. I'm going to roll the dice and let Brett walk. I think that's ultimately what happened. And Vince is a smart guy. Talk all the shit you will about him being old and out of touch and whatever. But I, you re- want to rewind to 1997. Vince got it right. Absolutely. He knows how to manage. He knows how to, um, he knows how to gamble. You know what I mean? He knows how to, uh, take a, um, educate a risk and have it pay off. He's done it a million times and you're absolutely right. That was one of them. And he ended up turning and it was only a few months later that they start cause they were in that 83 weeks or whatever it was that they lost the ratings. Yeah. And it was, they were only a few months away from turning that around and the craziest part about it was they turned around and they didn't just lose um, Brett. They lost Sean. Sean was gone after 14. So their top two guys were gone. I mean, obviously Stone Cold yeah. was right there. Um, he was the he was the number two guy after Brett was gone and immediately was the number one guy after Sean. But you, to lose two top guys like that and then that's when you start smoking the competition. It was you're absolutely right. He knew what was who was on the roster and props to Jr. For that too, because he's the dude who got, oh, he yes. got fully over there. Um, Taker was yep. already there, but he got Stone Cold there. Um, you know, a lot of those Triple guys. H, H, The Rock, yeah, The Rock, right, yeah. So, yeah, that was the, your classic example of, um, you know, like when a hockey team gets rid of all their stars and starts over. That's yeah, what that was. Taking draft picks and yeah. right, like it's going to be. It's, it might take a minute, but we're going to invest in the team and start 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 over again. Didn't yep. the Patriots, is that what yeah. the Patriots are doing now? Is that is that what I understand about the Patriots? Well, look, I don't watch much football. Okay. Adam? Well, lo- but, uh, locally, it's what the Niners did over the last five okay. years. So, And it looks yeah. like what the Niners are starting to do now because the Niners actually traded to move up in the draft to the number three yes, pick. It looks did. like they're going to take a franchise quarterback. Well, it's, it's, so, it's what the Bulls did after they dropped Jordan, right, and Pippen and those guys. Cut, cut payroll. Uh, and rebuild the team. Cut payroll, get yeah, get some, get some young talent. D Rose never be uh, relevant be, again. Well, okay, it didn't work out for the Bills the way it did for Vince. Yeah, but, it didn't. Uh, you know, <laughs> same right. concept. Vince actually gambled well. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I remember. At least I remember they had uh, at one season the Niners had only four carryover players. So obviously they're in rebuild, and then less than four or five years later they're in the Super Bowl. Now, unfortunately, poor season that they recently had, but 
how many injuries, I think they're in better shape now. So yeah, it's definitely an in, invest in your young blood. Uh, see who's hungry out there, and try to yeah, try, just try to mold the minds uh, while you can with some veteran talent uh, coming there in. There you go. Well, luckily yeah. it didn't take Vince long to get the payoff from his move because, like you said, Ed, within a <coughs> excuse me, within a few months, both Brett and Sean were gone. Mm-hmm. After WrestleMania 14, it was almost hit the reset button, and let's see what this new crop of talent can do. Boom, Attitude Era. And we just we just did the uh, SummerSlam 98 episode, and I mean, shit was it was smoking right then. It was, it on, was fire. on fire. Yeah, they were doing great. Yeah. And I, I mean, oh. That um, actually, I mean, I haven't watched past that on the Attitude Era yet because they took a lot of those episodes off the cock. I just saw today that most of them are back on there. But um, Oh, excellent. Man, that few months leading up to SummerSlam is some of the best wrestling I've ever seen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Vince did well, dude. Like, say what you will about the man that he's out of touch. But that motherfucker in 1997, it was almost like he had a crystal ball sitting in front of him. Mm-hmm. And he played every one of his cards exactly right. So at the end of the day... I hate to be the one just being a parrot here, but I'm going to echo what Vince said. Brett screwed Brett. Absolutely. I agree. So does DJ. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's kind of, I think we've covered this, Adam. Pretty, pretty much. So like, I think just really quick on my part, since this wasn't really my era, I was maybe just trying to look for clues as to uh, storyline wise. Was there anything that was teetering Brett uh, one way or the other? I think after Canadian Stampede started that very pro Canada uh, uh, persona, that was a great paper turning him he- turning him heel. Yes. introduced me to the Patriot who uses Kurt Angle's music, <laughs> cool. or yes. the other way around. Uh, Kurt-, Kurt Angle uses the Patriots' music. What the hell is that? A dog. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. It's like it's every just, episode now. I'm gonna have dogs do a run. Does the, do the dogs appear on fully posable <laughs> as well? Uh, no, they don't. I don't allow them on fully posable. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, they get to drinking with me. I give them a little bit of blackened <laughs> in their water dish, and uh, they like to party. All right. <laughs> and you're gonna hear the more on this episode. Make sure you tune in. Um, just also, <laughs> I, I was just trying to figure maybe the this attitude era direction, even if it wasn't attitude era proper, like. I could. I had this sense or illusion that Brett was outgrowing what WWF was becoming, and that maybe he his monologues were signs of running on running on steam of uh, trying to put up with this very uh, anti-American uh, persona. Well, Pillman then Pat Pillman then passes away. And literally that same episode, unlike uh, the Eddie episode where everyone just drops stereo lines and just wrestles, they crap all over, uh, I mean, uh, Heart Foundation are healed, but they crap all over them in that episode. I don't, I have the illusion that uh, Brett was uh, just exhausted from what was, be- what was coming on. Maybe the backstage was carrying over into that. Well, Brett has said in interviews that he didn't really like the direction of the company at the time. Like, he didn't like the titties, you know, and all that. Like, the, he wasn't a big Attitude Era guy. And he was, to me, that was my favorite part of his career, my favorite run of his when he was doing that heel thing. But, y- yeah, you're, you kind of, you're sort of right about that. Yeah. I have a theory on that as well. Uh, I believe Brett's wife made him leave because she didn't want him to bang Sonny anymore. So she told him to leave. That makes sense. That's interesting. That's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Shannon? Do I hear Shannon? Uh, no, that would be the kids who are having a sleepover right outside the door when I told them to not make noise because I'm podcasting. Right, you're going to have to go out there and start swinging a chair around uh, before the next episode. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be a regular rock. They're going to be a regular shamrock. They're taking it right in the dome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. Let's take it home. All right. That is the Montreal Screwjob episode. We hope you all enjoyed it. Uh do you also have any conspiracy theory boards uh, that uh, you had on like uh, one of our previous shows? Take a picture of that, post it, and describe it on our uh, on our Twitter page and on Instagram, wrestling underscore drunk. Uh, and 
Yeah, anything else? I think the only thing that we're missing is that, Scott, you were not bilingual in this episode, so. Uh, Rule of threes. <laughs> no. There, I was bilingual. Oh, all good. Well, I'm. that was in well, Espanol, sir. I'm kind of lingual. Will you stop? Hey, if I have enough to drink, I'm also analingual. <laughs> wow. I mean, the, today's episode that just came out, there was talking about pegging. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that, that was a good one. All right. So to properly close this out, we hope you all enjoyed. Thank you very much for listening. Laissez vos réponses at Twitter at Instagram at wrestling underscore drunk avec Scott at Eddie. Je suis Adam pour vos replies de continuer à suivre les procédures de sécurité, de profiter de votre buzz et regarder de l'autre manière responsable. Un, deux, trois, au revoir. Peace and humptiness forever. Trans-Canada cross, patriotic and I honor with my hand on my heart From the greatest of lakes, to the greenest of greens To the rockiest mountains and everything in between Oh Canada, oh you're no fan of us Cause a movie and TV shows are so amateur Yeah we laugh it off, that don't really bother me Look, we ain't serious unless we really gotta be Humorous attitude like kids in a hall The Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, how we claiming them all It's a great white north, home of the funniest actors A front of the joke with an abundance of laughter The red and white flag, keep it high Keep it visual, people say Canada gets stereotypical Think we finish every sentence with buddy or bye And if it ain't that, it's either dude A or guy Yeah, we consider it people And smoke a marijuana, we consider it legal Still doing rap like the 1990s But that's how we like it, off time and grimy I know where I'm from and I told you before North of America, hard to ignore Every time I go away, I tell them for sure I'm from Canada, oh, 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 Canada I've been around the globe and heard the confusion Honestly, a lot of y'all are ignorant and stupid Yes, we have microwaves, TVs, and cell phones Unintelligent, we invented the telephone We made Yahtzee, the light bulb, hockey And bred the greatest players, Gretzky to Crosby We all got at least one drink and buddy And after one drink, all of us think we're funny A national mascot's a damn beaver Oh Canada, we love our beaver. Home of Hell's Angels and RCMP. Home of Gordon Lightfoot and SCTV. No dope, the Underground Railroad. George St. Pierre right here's where we call home. A healthcare system, y'all know it's free. Keep a girl banging with a full mouth of teeth. I won't even get into the music industry. They say hip hop is dead, nah, it's up north with me. I can do this all day, it's a part of my routine. But supper's almost done, and tonight. Routine. Yeah, I know where I'm from, and I told you before. Of America, hard to ignore. Every time I go away, I tell them for sure. I'm from Canada, oh, 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 Canada. I'm from the East Coast of Canada, oh, 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 Canada. I'm from the East, East, East Coast. Don't, 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 I'm from Canada. So sometimes words come over my mouth like this. Get used to it.